Welcome to the Going Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Zinn. I'm a mother, an author, and an entrepreneur who is committed to and curious about living a life that is always evolving. This is a lifestyle podcast covering health, both body and mind, self-care, why it is a necessity and how tough it can be to master, entrepreneurship, its ups and downs, cultural disruption, and the topics we sometimes avoid, as well as love, sex, friendship, and more. This podcast is a place and a community for people who are willing to do the hard work of growth, who want the tools and inspiration to step into it, and who want to grow each and every day of their lives. I interview movement makers, leaders, survivors, writers, and founders. Their stories move me and will move you to cultivate more strength and clarity during every step of your day. Enjoy today's episode, and thanks for spending time with me at this very special place in my life over here at the Going Beyond Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this special bonus episode on the Going Beyond Podcast. It's a special day, the inauguration of our next presidency, and in particular, a moment to reflect on what it means to finally have the leadership, the presence, the voice of a female, of a woman of color in the White House. It is no small thing for so many reasons. And when I thought to create this episode, I thought that I really wanted to hear from my community, from women in my life, from a diverse set of backgrounds, and what they had to say, what this moment meant to their personal experience, their professional world, some are mothers, what it means as a mother, and of course, what it means to experience this change during such a challenging period of time, a time that we have just simply never witnessed before. Confession, I actually recorded this interview uh, or this conversation about a week ago, and I'm recording this today on January 12th. So we're, you know, basically just over a week from inauguration as I'm recording this right now. And I recorded this a week ago. And once the storm of Capitol Hill occurred and all of this revelation uh, to so many has happened about what's really going on and the hate that is alive and well has just been revealed and released. I felt like I had to just completely re-record this and think from a, a new lens and offer this episode from an additional perspective. So that's what I'm doing. I'm actually re-recording something that, you know, kind of lives in a moment before. And I just want to say that we don't really know what's going to happen between now, January 12th and inauguration day, January 20th, when you'll be listening to this. So take note that I'm recording on this day. So I just want to say that while my sentiments are very similar to the perspectives that you will hear from our amazing uh, friends and community members that are sharing their perspectives on this episode. I do want to pause and say thank you to Jenny Greenstein, Stacy Eagle, Melanie Chandra, and Nayarka Maldonado. Dear friends, women I really respect from the work they do in the world. And I want to deeply thank them for sharing their voices with me on this episode. 
it's very clear that for women to finally see a woman in the White House means so much. We've witnessed other female leaders before in countries like Israel or Germany or New Zealand, just to name a few. I think we've always wondered, why not us? And we've always felt this need, this desire to have not only a female voice, but a female head and a female heart to bring perspective, to bring solutions, to bring compassion in places that are just so void of that way of thinking. So I think most of us have known that someone who can bring all of that is just incredibly necessary to the healing and to the needs of our planet and definitely our country. So this moment is huge to finally see a female enter the White House. It also has a whole other level of meaning to see a woman of color enter the White House. I, for the first time, really felt that wave of emotion, particularly watching the acceptance speech of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden as well with my children. My children are mixed. They're black and Jewish, um, so they're very much minorities and people of color navigating the world, navigating the United States right now, 2021. And I'm their mom and I am feeling the weight and the emotions of raising children of color in our country right now. I'm in a time that is simultaneously full of so much potential and so much pain. And watching Kamala, well, for the first time, it filled me with pride and a feeling that anything is possible. And, you know, regardless of what's created, and of course, I believe and hope that a lot will be created and shaped in the next four years, just thinking that this is what my daughter in particular, but also my son gets to see as an example. And that alone is huge. And I don't know if I honestly would have understood that to such an extreme degree, but for becoming a mother of brown children. So I feel the power of that in this moment when it is so deeply needed. And then we turn to the events of last week. And I'm saying last week, as I record this on January 12th, when we saw what happened on Capitol Hill and, you know, I just turned the news on this morning and the warnings are out for more terrorism in the Capitol buildings of each Capitol of each state in our country. And it's just, you know, it's wild and it's scary, but you know, I just have to say this. And I'm going to come back to how this fits into our episode today and our contemplation on leadership. But let me just say that I find it fascinating and sad in a sense that so many are so shocked by this incredibly violent, hateful behavior that we witnessed live right in front of our eyeballs. It's painful. It's horrible. But if you are a minority, particularly a person of color, but also I would say as a Jew for myself, I think deep down we have always known or we just simply know because it has been in our face that this kind of hate and rhetoric has never been gone. It's never gone away. It is alive. It has always fueled, forget fueled, it's always been the foundation of our country. This has always been. 
And in so many ways, we just kept aspects of it at bay. And if you are a person uh, who identifies as white, it's pretty easy to pretend it doesn't exist because it doesn't really affect you. Now, that doesn't make you a bad person. It just is the reality of white privilege. So I fit into that category. I admit it. The only difference is that I do believe as a Jew, if your eyes are remotely open, you know that hate still exists. And I will say as a Jewish person, seeing t-shirts, you know, on these people who descended upon the Capitol that say, you know, 6 million weren't enough. It's painful. It's real. It also shows that these ideologies are really truly lumped together. The hate of black people, the hate of Jews, the hate of anybody who is not, you know, this white Confederate perspective. It's just us versus them. So this is the reality. And so if you're feeling shocked and blown away that this is in broad daylight and almost as if you didn't know, I also want to urge you to recognize that this is a beautiful opportunity to befriend the fact that millions and millions and millions of people live with complete awareness of this each and every day just because of the color of their skin. This is not shocking. It's painful, but it's not shocking. So, you know, just a a real urge and urgency to sit with that and think about that right now today. Now, bringing it back to the theme of this episode today in terms of leadership in 2021, this horrendous moment really, really brought to light everything that we've seen unfolding in the past four years. And, you know, I'm definitely one of those individuals that I would say I was, you know, never a political commentator. I was never a person that got crazy fired up about issues. I cared. I wanted to know what was going on and I could have a conversation. And of course I vote and, you know, all those things, but It wasn't as dramatic as I think many of us feel a pull now. And what really revealed to me, and I have really been thinking about in this past week, has been the power of our leadership. You know, everybody will say, oh, you know, Trump has been a horrible leader and He's confused us with his messaging. He's incited violence. And many of us, not all, but many of us have believed that to be true. I find it hard to believe that anybody could debate that at this point now. And it has me realizing that leadership is not just about the policies that you set or the information that you disseminate to the people that follow you. It's the tone you set. It's the energy that you give. It's the calm or the fear that you provide. It's a strength of character that you reveal that people can trust. And there's nothing like pandemonium and violence and hate to really unsettle humanity. And I see now so clearly that when we are not steady in our values as leaders, when we don't face hard things straight on, 
when we don't admit clearly, when we don't know something, or at least allow people into our process to discover good information, we create unrest. I have to admit that a lot of this has me reflecting on my own leadership, you know, because at the end of the day, we are a microcosm of the macro, right? Everything that we do in our intimate life, in our world, in our relationships, our mini world, if you want to call it that, our businesses, our families, it's a representation of something bigger. And I've had some personal moments this past week where I've realized where I've missed the boat to face something head on, to have a hard conversation, to step in with compassion versus avoiding. And this is actually what leadership is is. It's facing those hard moments, having those hard conversations and letting people know that you care and that you've got their back. And that it's not about having all of the answers. It's not about perfection, but it's about your values and your communication skills and your heart. And that is what we've seen really fall apart from our leadership in this country. We saw the results of it. We're watching the results of it unfold. And today on Inauguration Day, I find myself curious, hopeful, and curious about what a new paradigm of leadership will look like with a woman, a Black woman, a diverse woman, a mother entering the White House. How will she show up with her values, with her voice, with questions maybe she can't answer but she's going to figure out how to express her process. I'm really curious and hopeful and praying that we start to see the results of what that looks like. I imagine quite a bit about what our culture can start to shift toward if we can find a better flow of communication, better communication, more humanity. What will it do to this level of hate? that we're witnessing out in the open. That's always been here, but is out in the open. Where can we start to diffuse some of this? I don't personally think it can ever go away. I think the mindset has been alive for way too long for it to ever completely go away. But I do think that compassion can become more of the majority. And that's what we have to go for. That's what we have to seek and I am deeply curious to see what a different paradigm is going to look like and how that's going to shift our mindset. So that's my thought right here today, January 12th, leading up to January 20th, when you're going to be listening to this episode on this very momentous inauguration day. And again, I'm really excited that you'll get to listen to some of the reflections here from four women who I really respect and value their hopes, their dreams, their feelings at this very critical moment in time. Again, these were recorded pre-Capitol Hill insurrection. So do know that that's the moment that these were recorded, but the feelings and the emotions and the hopes are, of course, totally relevant. So enjoy. I hope that it creates a positive feeling on this important day, even if there are threats and discomforts and fears that are also layered in, let's lean into the positivity and the light and the hope because this is the beginning of a new era.
I pray. So enjoy, and I'll see you on the other end. Hi, my name is Melanie Chandra, and I am an actress, a writer, a producer, and I love creating stories about kick-ass women. I've been in the entertainment industry for about nine, 10 years now, and I remember when I was just starting out as an actor, I was perplexed. I'd be reading all of these scripts and wondering, where are all the roles for epic female characters? They were really few and far between. And even more specifically, where are the roles for brown girls like me? I'm Indian American. And then I looked behind the camera and there was my answer. We weren't represented on the other side at all. Here's an example. In my acting career, I filmed roughly 50 episodes of television and I only had one female director and one director of color. And I would witness a lot of patriarchy on set and this was just so frustrating for a number of reasons. Over the years, it's kind of become my mission to do my part to shake things up so that we as women can really feel safe and let our talent shine. As a producer, I hope to create opportunities for other women to rise in key roles behind the camera to balance things out a bit so we get more people in the writer's rooms, more directors and producers, you name it. And as a writer and performer myself, I want to do all I can to elevate female-driven narratives in this space and show that we, as women, and especially women of color, can be the heroes of our own story. I think it's essential, and I'm really excited to be on this journey. What does it mean to me that we are finally witnessing a diverse woman entering a high position of leadership in this country? Honestly, it means everything to me. And it means everything to me for my daughter, if that makes sense. Growing up, I never had a girl of my skin color to look up to in the world of politics or entertainment or the arts or business. It was a source of a lot of insecurities and second guessing my instincts and quieting my voice, playing small. And I do believe it played a factor in me deferring my path to pursue my dreams. I don't think this needs to be the case for the next generation anymore. Girls can now point to someone and say, I can do that. I could be president of the United States of America. I could be a leader too. We are in a time we've never lived in before. Women are stretched in terms of the productivity and handling a health crisis. What is the potential for leadership at this time? What are we hoping for and what do women have to do with that? Yes, every single one of us is being tested and stretched beyond belief. You, you see parents that are now working from home, that have to homeschool their kids, that no longer have the right support system physically there, whether that's a caretaker or having grandparents at the house to help out because they're you know, higher risk. So it's definitely a challenging time for everyone, to be clear. But for women especially, I think there is that unspoken assumption that they will pick up more of the domestic responsibilities. And it's so stressful and there's not enough hours in the day to do it all. On top of that, you want to put your best foot forward at work and you don't want to get behind. And I totally get that. I think the opportunity for this time is for women that are currently in leadership positions to endorse other women. Meaning if I have a voice, if I'm in the room, 
I can vouch for that up and comer. I can vouch for that talented junior below me to get in the room as well. You know, right these days we don't have any in-person networking sorts of things. There's no, Hey, let's grab coffee. It's kind of awkward to be like, Hey, let's grab a virtual, you know, hang on zoom. <laughs> and I think what is most effective is having a colleague just really step up for you. And I think there are very strategic ways to do that, but we all really have to rally for one another. It's a hard time for everyone, as I said, but as women, I think it's just really support. It's extremely important that we champion each other. We rally for each other. We're there for each other emotionally and professionally and just, you know, we're all in this together. Question four is, as a mother, what does it mean to see a mother in the White House and what are we going to witness and learn? I'm so thrilled that there is a mother in the White House who is front and center. She is a leader and she is a role model that so many young girls can look up to and be like, I want to be that too. I think what she's showing is that women can still be ambitious. They can own that ambitious drive. They can pursue their dreams and they don't necessarily have to sacrifice their careers for the sake of having a family. Now, lives are long. People want different things at different times, but she's just showing you that you have a choice. You don't have to succumb to any societal expectations. And I think what's really interesting is right now, at this given moment in time, we're celebrating Kamala because this is revolutionary. She's the first of her kind. She is challenging stereotypes. She is shattering the glass ceiling. All of that is fantastic. But what's even more fantastic is that the next generation is going to just believe that that's the norm because that is all they know. The norm being that women can be in the White House. Women are leaders. That women are equal to men. Plain and simple. My name is Jenny Greenstein and I am the founder of Your Soul Style, which is my personal wardrobe styling business. And my philosophy behind personal style is the coming together, the crossroad, the marriage between style and mindfulness. And I guess why I consider myself a female leader is because my mission is to empower women, to ensure that they are living in full alignment. And I support women through the means of their own personal style and ensuring that it is authentic and they're coming to every day as their full complete selves. So recently over this last 10 months of COVID, I also started my certification in life coaching and my plan is to integrate the tools that I've learned into Your Soul Style to continue to further this empowerment of women that I come in contact with. And I do consider that my life purpose, my life mission, it is something that I hold near and dear to my heart, lifting women up to ensure that they are the best versions of themselves every single day is of the utmost importance to me. Leadership in this country has been uh, reserved for white men. And now that Kamala 
Harris is going to be in the White House serving as vice president is groundbreaking. And it's really history in the making and something that sometimes it actually even takes my breath away because, you know, I'm a mother of two daughters and I am a white woman for sure. So I can't speak from the perspective of a little black girl growing up seeing someone that looks like them in this powerful, powerful position. But what I do understand is having myself be a lesbian woman and being in a a marginalized group and having faced my own adversity, seeing women that are gay in power positions it empowers me and it creates a space for relatability and possibility and opportunity. And I know how that personally feels. So to know that Kamala is now in this position and there are little girls all over the country and all over the world looking to her as a representation of who they are what they can be, what is possible. I really believe that it will open up the doors for so many, 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 many young women in the future. And I feel very hopeful. I think, you know, as a country, we take very, very small steps and changes slow. And sometimes progress doesn't always feel like progress, but Seeing Kamala as the vice president and it being confirmed and it's really true and it's happening, it does give me hope that people in general, our country in general, society, our culture is moving in the right direction. And I'm here for it. I can't wait to see what happens. It is very clear that women are stretched beyond measure right now through this crazy intense time. Nothing that any of us could have ever imagined happening and are just juggling, you know, career and home life and staying grounded and taking care of ourselves and nurturing our family and making sure the ship is moving. It's a lot. And, you know, Sometimes I even have to check myself because I feel like it's I'm not equipped to deal with it. I can't handle it, you know, and I have I'm a mom of two and I have to keep it together. That being said, I believe in women and I believe in the power of women and I think that there is great potential for leadership amongst us right now because like history has told us when there is crisis and when women need to come together and rise up and push forward and come out stronger outside of very challenging time, we prevail and we always do and we're better for it and society is better for it. So while I can't like diminish the challenging times that have, you know, been over the last 10 months and we're not anywhere near out of the woods in this intense health crisis, but I do feel like we are turning a corner and I do think that women will continue to march on and to rise up and I truly believe in that. I find it so incredible that there is a mother in the White House. I think that uh, mothers bring a beautiful combination of strength and courage and softness and vulnerability sensitivity and empathy to the table. And I think that that is 
what's required in really strong leadership and perhaps something that's been lacking in this position of power. So I am really looking forward to seeing how that transpires and what kind of effect that has on our governing, because I do think that it will make an impact. I do think that it will make a difference. I think it is a perspective that has never been there and is probably will be really good for our country. The other thing is I have two daughters and not only, you know, have I been able to explain to my, at least my older five-year-old, I have a baby, so not really explaining too much to her yet, but explaining to my five-year-old that there is a woman in the White House, there's a woman of color in the White House, and there's a mom in the White House. There is a woman who is, you know, doing it all, juggling it all. And this isn't just a place anymore for white men. This is a place for women, for moms, for women of color, for different diversity, differing opinions, different agendas, different approaches. And, you know, from everything that's gone on over the past four years, you know, if anything, if if nothing else, we are in need of a change. What is going on is not working. And, you know, I've wanted to see a woman in the White House, obviously predates even when Hillary ran, but obviously I was like a huge Hillary supporter and was extremely disappointed when that didn't come to fruition. And this just feels like our moment. This is our time. This is our moment. This is the big pivot. And I really just can't wait to see what happens over the next four years. Hi, my name is Nirika Maldonado, and I'm the founder of Connected Kindred. My practice focuses on helping caretakers, often mothers, work through their past traumas and limiting thought patterns to create a home environment that they want and need, one in which they can truly thrive. Often the issue that I uncover amongst many of my clients is maternal rage, which stems from feeling discounted, unvalued, and minimized within their home and indeed the world at large. Sometimes this feeling of powerlessness stems from beliefs and thought patterns rooted in childhood, but it's always important to recognize the very real and present influences that contribute to those patterns in the here and now. Women are often denied access to power and leadership, both deliberately and directly, and as an indirect result of following the status quo and never questioning the systems in place. Time and time again, throughout the last year especially, we have witnessed the courageous and unrewarded sacrifices women have made in the professional and personal fronts of their lives in order to uplift their families, their communities. This is where the greatest potential for leadership lies. I want to see women leading the reins on discovering new and revolutionary systems for strengthening our families and our communities together and united. I no longer want this to be a woman's load. I have a tremendous amount of hope and expectation seeing a woman of color, a mother within a blended family, assume her role as vice president. I hope the sheer visual of it is enough to dislodge our most fervent beliefs on what a good mom looks and sounds like. Vice President Harris has had unique life experiences that no other vice president before has shared, ones that resonate deeply with millions of women all over the world. 
I want her to fully embrace those differences and use those unique perspectives to demolish our limited and our unimaginative solutions on how to carry the emotional and logistical load of our lives. I know in late summer of 2020, when I heard that Vice President Harris was introducing a bill in order to increase funding and awareness around uterine fibroids, I felt floored. Finally, on a national stage, here was someone talking about a chronic and common affliction for women of color. Something that, for me personally, has been a source of incredible embarrassment and pain. I've had uterine fibroids for most of my life. It's caused me to have crippling menstrual cramps. It's caused me to have extremely heavy periods, which resulted in dozens upon dozens of accidents Sometimes in a work environment where I had to flee to run home to change my clothes because it causes such heavy periods. And so hearing her talk about this and seeing her push for legislation that would support people like me, I mean, it was such a profound experience. This is an example of something that is so common amongst women of color and so rarely spoken about that there are millions of women that don't know anything about fibroids and all of the incredible amount of pain that it causes. And it's not a coincidence that it was a woman of color that is right now pushing forward the conversation around these issues on a national stage. This is why representation is important, and this is why we need someone out there with our similar experiences fighting on our behalf, because it is for the betterment of all of us. It is for the collective good when we have different experiences and different voices speaking to those experiences. And it's one of dozens and dozens of examples in which a woman of color is required for the role. Hi, my name is Stacey Eagle. I am the founder and creative director of my brand, Boy Meets Girl. I also created a blog in 2008 called Behind the Scenes with Stacey Eagle and a podcast called Mom's Got This. Thank you for having me, Randy. This is a great conversation that I love to be part of. And as we are entering 2021 and hopefully a change in many things to come, being part of the conversation of being a mother in the workforce and witnessing a female vice president enter the White House who is Black and half black, half Indian, and is a mom, a grandma, aunt, is truly the mark of hope and change for our world. And I hope we witness people who did not believe in Kamala to start to believe, and men who never thought a female could be 
in the White House as a leader will see that it can be done. And I hope that many things that are implemented through this administration will change a lot of people's hearts and minds and spirits. And obviously the effects of what's happening around us. You know, it's crazy. My son the other day was telling me about, you know, asking me all about the presidents and we have a mat that has all men on it. And he said, why isn't there a female on here? And he said, I hope one day, you know, my friends, my girlfriends could be presidents. And I said, they can be. And he said, I'm so excited for Kamala Harris. And he said, and maybe I'll be their vice president. And that's like an eye opener that a six-year-old can make that you know, statement and understands how important it is and has seen his mom be in the workforce and working since he was born and understands that you can be a mom and also be a leader and be in the workforce. And so I hope we all witness this change that I don't believe will happen in a year I do believe can happen in four years or maybe eight years that is going to help women's rights, can help the LGBTQIA rights, can help Black women empowered rights, Spanish people, Spanish women empower rights, Hispanic people, and many more ethnicities. So, you know, this is really, I just hope we enter this decade, this next, you know, 10 years seen something that we've never seen in history and hopefully we can fight racism and end it but i don't know if that's possible in in a four-year term or an eight-year term but we definitely can work towards it and that is my hopes for the future so thank you for having me and talk to you soon Thanks for tuning in, Going Beyond Podcast listeners. I'm so appreciative that you're here. Thank you, Jenny, Stacy, Melanie, Nayurka. You're beautiful. Your voices matter. And I appreciate you. I will be sending and sharing information very soon about the launch of season eight of the Going Beyond podcast. I can't wait to tell you what we have in store. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, I urge you to do so. It's the best way to support it. And it's also the best way to never miss an episode. If you're loving it, head over to iTunes, give us five stars, a positive rating. It helps. And As always, I really appreciate feedback from you. So please do message me. You can email me, randy at goingbeyondmovement.com. You can also always message me on our Instagram handles, which is my personal one at randyzen or at the Going Beyond podcast. I'm wishing you a beautiful day and may January 20th today be the beginning of everything we're hoping for. Take care. Bye.